The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 129, recorded January 20th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half, wearing his Red Lantern hat today, is... That's right, Michael Diaz, Red Red Lantern, represent. Represent. How are you, man? I'm excellent. How are you? Good. We we've got news this week as compared to the other two weeks. It's been uh, pretty quiet, but it seems like an avalanche fell this week of uh, news. I don't know why this is the week of news, but apparently that's what uh, companies are doing, right? Yeah, it's like Hollywood took the first two and a half weeks off of January and said, "All right, guess we better get some of this news out there." I hope it's not because they have like news about COVID. <laughs> like what? we got to get people to, you know, extrapolate. People are gonna are, are people gonna stay in their houses. We better we better announce this. this <laughs> right. <laughs> get them to sign up for whatever streaming service they want, and uh, keep them in the house. But it seems like there's a lot of stuff. Most of it is streaming, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's the new hotness, right? Yeah, but there's not much film news other than you know what I didn't put on here. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll. Uh, We'll talk about some Batman news, but um, I'll bring that up when we get in the news section. But why don't we start the news with Michael's favorite IP in the world? That's not true. (laughs) I think probably one of my favorite IPs is probably Alien. Oh, right. You did say that. But But I do enjoy Star Trek. Right. Star Trek is – now, Michael, you lead all the news because I'll do it with uh, the wrong way. The wrong way? (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll be all. Well, yeah, sure. so lots of Star Trek news. So we have tons of news total, but a lot of announcements uh, from Star Trek. Number one being Discovery has been uh, renewed for season five. No idea when that comes out, but we're in the midst of season four. So I'm expecting 2023, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm not even caught up on it. So I haven't watched any of this season. Might be a binge thing at the end. I don't know. There you if go. I can do it. If I can I will do talk it. About, I will talk about season four in our, our Geek This Week. All right. But yeah, renewed for season five. Uh, Picard, they announced the premiere date. Season two premieres on March 3rd. They're shooting season three right now. Yeah, they're already in production on season three. They yeah. Whereas, that's good because season one came out, what, in January? You know, in the middle of, you know, well, what we thought was hopefully the end of COVID. Didn't mm-hmm. turn out to be a case, the case. Eh, you know, season one was all right. Now I know you're not you're not jacked for season two because of the time travel and being in the present time that that turns you off, right? Yeah, I mean I watch it, but like I want to I want to see the future, man. I don't want to see Picard walking around in L.A. running into Doctor X or whatever. Then Professor you watch Discovery season four. I probably will, but not right now. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, as Joe noted, season three is already in production, so there shouldn't be too much of a gap or gap gap. Are you, I mean, are you excited to see them walk around LA? Like, does that look fun to you? Um, 
the fact that they're nine in in present time that doesn't excite me, but it also doesn't dissuade me because some of okay, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, yep. which was in the present day at the time, the late eighties, right? I enjoy the hell out of that. That that is one of my favorite Star Trek films. So, but if I right. told, but if is it what you want? Like this is the fan thing. This is like when people get all upset about what's not happening in Boba Fett. We'll talk about that later. Is that what, if you wrote it down, if you had a script in front of you that you would write, would you say like, we're going back to LA in present time? Is that what you want to see as a fan? Well, well, if you leave it just like that, no, but you also got to factor in, uh, you know, the butterfly effect of actions of people messing around with the time stream. Right. So is he going to go back and kill John Connor? What are they doing? I don't know. But the fact that, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the mirror universe. This isn't apparently that. But something happens in the past. Someone mucks with the time stream and turns, you know, Picard and the rest of Starfleet evil. So that is appealing to me. But no, on its surface, just them going back. Well, maybe they'll get Scott Bakula. Maybe Scott Bakula will go and help them out. (laughs) Well, as far as Quantum Leap or as Captain Archer? Sure. Quantum Leap was my joke because I think they're bringing that back too. That's pretty yeah, amazing. But put on. He was also Captain Archer in Star Trek Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Which, which I never watched. I never watched either. I've started it like two or three times and then just didn't. I hear it finally gets good third or fourth season, but then it was done. Okay, so what else? We got Picard. Uh, so Picard, mm-hmm. like I said, March 3rd, season three is in production. Strange New Worlds has already been renewed for season two, even though season one hasn't come out yet, but it does come out on May fifth, looking forward to that. Really, that's Even, interesting because I think why? something will be. I think something else will be coming out on May the fourth. What rumor is Obi Wan? Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. What do you mean you'll believe it when you see it? Like they've shot the show. It's like it's not happening. Yeah, but how long does these things take to come out? I mean, how long ago did they film? Uh, have they been filming? Uh, well, what did you? Okay, Cassian, wait, wait, Andor. I, I, that kind of statement is says to me like they're never putting it out. Like, what are you trying to say? I believe it when I see it. It's just like start. it won't come out. What do you mean? I believe it when I like. It'll like, come out, but I don't. That date five four. I don't believe it. Oh, I do because that's when celebration and all that shit's happening. Like it's gonna. That's probably when that's coming out. Yeah, we'll see. One of the two. Believe it when I see it. Either way, it's it's the day after May the fourth, which is an interesting time frame. Nonetheless, it's streaming it all. The, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things, you know. But anyway, right. premieres May uh, May fifth. I'm excited for that one, even though typically. I don't like prequel series, um, you know, because that's why I didn't watch Enterprise. That's why I had no interest in it. And that's initially why I didn't like Discovery. But then they jumped 900 years in the future, and I'm all in now. Right. Um, that said, I loved Captain Archer, or not Archer, Captain Archer, Captain Pike on Discovery. And to see the voyages of the Enterprise when he was in command, all right, I'm in. We'll give it a yeah, shot. It'd be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Lower Decks, Joe's favorite show, has been uh, renewed for season four. Season oh, yeah. three comes out sometime this summer. Does SpongeBob um, show up on it, or does it? Uh, what is what is the show? What is the other show? Whatever other yelling show that he did that he produced, whatever. You mean Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty, yeah. Does Rick and Morty show up on this? Because that'd be great if they did. Rick and Morty is fantastic. I'm sure it's great. It's just, I you know, we've heard it here many times for me. A bunch of yelling is not what I want to hear. And then uh, Prodigy, which I have not watched yet. I've heard fantastic things about it. But 
Star Trek Prodigy has 14 more episodes yet to come out in 2022. So question for Prodigy for you. That is um, a group of different race types. Yeah. Not, not races. That's the wrong word. What, what would you call it? Uh, life forms. Yeah. Right? Species. Species. Do you think that Star Trek is ultimately a tale of humans going forward and learning? This is kind of a, this is the first all alien crew, right? Most Star Trek is a bunch of humans. Right, right, right. Well, it's about exploration, but it's also Star Trek at its core has also been about um, a reflection of our own society. Right. Um, I mean, you can see a lot of that in Discovery right now. But there's always been something within Star Trek that put, holds a mirror up to society. Now, for practical matters, it's hard to make an entire crew of aliens on a live action show because it takes hours of prosthetic money, work. Right, money. And then the money, and then you have to do that every single time. That's why they only usually have One. a handful of aliens. <laughs> right. right. Started with just ears because that was the most expensive. And then it got... <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I mean, there. Are, I mean, I get it. There are some aliens that you know they're only a little bit different. I mean, the <clears throat> Bajorans have a ridge on their nose. Okay, why it's not? There's, it's fine. Yeah. Save money. Yeah, but then you have the aliens like Saru, who is wow. That must take what like three to five hours in a makeup chair to get all that done. Yeah. So, um, anyway, with Prodigy, yes, it's an all alien crew. Uh, I believe the uh, the premise is that. A bunch of like teenage type aliens find a ship, and then um, they're not actually part of Starfleet. They find it and salvage the ship, and then take off and learn about um, the Space. Federation. <clears throat> now, I don't know if it takes place in the future or where. It takes place sometime after Voyager, simply because Janeway um, appears as a hologram. But anyway, uh, I've heard great things about that show. I just haven't seen it yet. Just haven't. But all right. Is that that's all? the Star Trek news. So out of all of them, what's what are you looking forward to the most? What do you want to see the most? Probably Picard, just because it's not only the soonest, but Q's involved, and that usually makes for an interesting story. Okay. Plus, like I said, I like when they do the alternate realities with the evil Starfleet. Okay. I like those I like those. In fact, I don't really buy a lot of Star Trek comics, but I've bought a couple of trades that take place in the next generation mirror verse, and I, I enjoy them thoroughly. All right. You? Uh, probably the Pike series. Yeah, that's definitely my second. That's, but you know what? It's a wonder. It's a golden age of being a Star Trek fan right now because we're in the middle of Discovery. Okay, actually, Discovery's on a break. They did a mid-season pause, and it's not coming back uh, for a couple more weeks in February yet. Right, right. I mean, Prodigy's still going. So basically, Discovery's going to go. Prodigy's going to continue. Uh, Prodigy has 14 more weeks, so that takes us a few months in. So that takes us to, through Picard. And then after Picard, I don't know how long the season is, but it's going to get us pretty dang close to Strange New Worlds. And then when that finishes, sometime in the summer, we have Lower Deck. So it's getting to the point where there's going to be kind of like Star Wars and is doing, or not even Star Wars, Disney Plus, right? is doing either a Marvel or Disney show. At some point, Star Trek's going to be on every single month. Right, something. And I'm okay with that. Sure. As long as it's good, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we don't want bad. Um, no. Good is fine. Like I think there's a, we'll get to it later, but 
I think there's just a, everybody wants things great. I think that's pretty tough to do. You can't sometimes plan for great. Sometimes great happens in a different way. You know, I don't think they plan on Joker being great. They just made the best film they could, right? And did no. it, right? And, and, and you know, it's really good. I'll settle for good for any of these IPs. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's no, not I mean, good. Yeah. It's like, I don't need, everything doesn't have to be revolutionary or great every time a show comes out or even an episode. You know, things have to be done in its entirety. Like, how, how did the season work out? Because these are not, as you spoke before, these, these shows that are streaming, they're not, um, what do you call it? It's, 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 it's a long movie. It's not episodic where it's beginning and ended at the, at the same thing. And there's a resolution at the end of each, excuse me, episode. Right. So it's, it's hard to judge these streaming shows because you have to wait till the season and see how it plays out. You know, there's going to be some ups and downs and lows, but I don't think everything has to be great. I agree. I agree hundred percent. As long as I'm entertained and it's not, you know, I don't have, I mean, obviously it's, it's sci-fi. So of course there's always going to be a suspension of disbelief, but of course, as long as it's not, as long as a show follows its own rules and own canon. Right. I'm not looking for great. If it happens to be great, fine. But great only comes along every so often. I mean, pretty tough. Like Battlestar Galactica. For a while, that show was great. I'm talking about the reboot from 2003, not the right. original 1979. I think I got through the first four seasons now, but I haven't caught back up. <laughs> Aren't there only four seasons? Is there only four? Maybe then I'm done. No, maybe I'll get the three then. Yeah. But all that to say, Battlestar started out great. I won't talk about how it finished. That's because you're watching it. But anyway, yeah, I, I just want good. I want to be entertained. Um, I don't. I just don't want stupid. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, more than happy with just good. And so far, I'm getting that. So I'm happy. Cool. All right. What Michael's not going to be happy about is the next piece of news. <laughs> <laughs> I, it but doesn't I am, make me but mad I am, in any way, shape, or but form. I, but I am. Um, Amazon dropped a, I'm going to say an announcement, not a trailer, not a teaser. It's not even a teaser. Yeah, it's, it's an, not even a teaser. It, it, it's not even a teaser. It's an announcement um, for the most expensive television show ever made by far, almost 10 times more expensive than any other show. And that is the Lord of the Rings. They've announced the title, The Ring of Power. Rings I'm stoked. Power. Rings of Power. Mike, I, I'm Michael, I'm stoked. You're not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's not, and like I said, I'm not upset with it. Um, it's a huge gamble, no question. Um, not because of the property. Obviously, there is an audience for Lord of the Rings. I mean, how right. many times have they, you know, put out or re-released those Blu-rays and then the extended versions and then you can buy them digitally online? And I get it. The fans, like yourself, you watch them regularly, right? You yeah, pull them back at least. At least, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you have the extended ones too, right? So you're all in. And you'll gladly take in more. And I'm not against any of that. It's just this just isn't a franchise that ever spoke to me. But I don't – I'm not upset that it's coming out. I am – I mean, I I think I can look at it with a very objectionable lens in the fact that I don't care who you are, what – company you are this still is a huge risk just on the amount of money they're spending right because i mean like i said it's a well-established property it's made millions if not billions of dollars at this point right 
I mean, <clears throat> I'm not talking just box office. Like I said, people keep buying the movies. This show is going to be $250 million a series, a season. And it's, it's committed to five years, five seasons. That's a billion dollars. Yeah. That's more than, that's a billion and a quarter. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Insane. Right. That's a lot of, How do you, I just, I mean, I, I love the commitment. I mean, obviously not quite the spend, but it's similar to how the movies came out. They decided to save money. They filmed them back to back to back. Right. Right. That was a huge risk. Obviously <clears throat> has paid off in spades. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And be good. That might be the biggest flop in the entire universe if it's bad. Right. If it's terrible, they've, they're on record as saying, we have four more seasons of this. Well, they'll cut it, obviously, if they don't get it. But, um, you know, I tell you, the idea of it sounds awesome to me because it's about the forging of the rings and that time period, the first age, I think. Um, and if Sauron is a character, like, who is Sauron and creating these rings. It could be interesting. could be really good. could be horrible. could be horrible. I don't know. I'm hoping it's really good. I mean, again, I'm not looking to be, to be um, great or perfect. I mean, for that money, I'm sure they are, but just make it good. You know? But that's, that's the thing. When you have already announced you're going to spend over a billion dollars on this series, is good going to be good enough? I don't know. I mean, just because of its size and the spend, I mean, they're spending more money on this than some, than the GDP of some countries, right? Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. And now I have to admit, I, I do have some interest in this, in the fact that, so, like I said, I, I saw the first movie, I was like, eh, and I know you love it, and I'm not trying to shit on the movie, but like I said, at the time, my friend Pat, who loves the books, loves the movies, was like, oh, but you see, this is really great because if you read the book, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you don't have to do that, though. I disagree with him. but I understand, but that's that really turned me off to the series. Now, this is appealing because, yes, he's written The Cimmerillion and other stuff, but this isn't necessarily, I mean, it's based on some of the lore, but right. a lot of this is unexplored. Right, right. So I... My interest now is the fact I don't have to read the books. I could come into this pretty much clean slate and learn as everyone else does. Now, of course, there's probably going to be some stuff in there for people that are huge fans and go, this is a wink and a nod to this or whatever. And maybe I'm sure. Well, there might be even, there'll be characters that were probably in the Lord of the Rings because there's lore in the Lord of the Rings that you've heard their names. So, right. But also, I, and I know like some of the, uh, like some of the elves and stuff, they're super long lived. So it's possible some of them could show up in this, right? Right. Right, right. Fine with that. So again, I, I don't shit on Lord of the Rings. I just did not my cup of tea, that's all. But this I have some interest. Well, they're definitely gonna get my prime money so I can still ship stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't given up prime in years. Like I understand that it's what, $129 or something now. But yeah. With all the stuff I get out of it, like just even the streaming and whatnot, and like, you know, uh, we'll mention another show of that's on Prime in a minute. I watch some of their shows and I like them. And really, anything else is made up at Christmas time. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's move on. We got a lot to talk about. We're, we're, we're cruising. Keep going. You've got, uh, well, 
basically we saw the Moon Knight trailer popped out. Yeah. And, and I did watch the football game to get to it. And I watched it afterwards for a while. I only watched the game just once the trailer was on. I turned the game off. Because well, it was a blowout. Was well, yeah. A blowout. I was happy because Stafford was winning. But hey, we're, this is not a sports podcast. At the end of the day, you know the character. Yes. Does it does it look like it's fitting for what the lore is? It looks cool to me. Yeah, they've shifted they, it a little bit. Um, okay. Or it's taking place in London instead. Or did it play, take place before? Egypt? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. So, I mean, yes. It, the origin of the character is he was a mercenary. It started in, in Egypt. But his origin actually appeared in Werewolf by Night, number 33. So when his series actually started, he was, I want to say he was in New York City or somewhere. He was in the U.S. With and, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, almost, well, Marvel, you know, Marvel Comics, you know, is in New York. So almost every single of the, one of the heroes right. lives in New York because they could look out their window and that's what they right. see, right? Right. So anyway, yeah, he was a crime fighter. I think he was in New York. But the point is, um, the, the, the point is, it took place in the U.S. instead. And now they've shifted it over to London, which is interesting because I don't remember um, what character is he playing. Stephen Grant, um, when they encounter him, he was not a British man as far as I remember. Okay. There's so, no accents in comic books anyways. Well, yeah, well <laughs> there, is, there is actually because in the comics, his best friend in the pilot of the um, moon copter is a guy he calls Frenchie, who is, of course... French. French, of course. So I mean, I mean everything he's, he says is in a French accent. It looks good. It looks not terrifying, but looks very suspenseful. Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. It looks like they've made some changes, even to the costume. They incorporated kind of like a, a some of the mummy wrapping and stuff. I'm yeah. Okay so with that. is this costume? Is he? Is it? Maybe you're, you'll give spoilers away. I don't know. But is it like a ghost or something, or a specter that comes over him? It looks no, like no. Just, See, in fact, like, like it just appears on him. Right. That's a that's a new aspect that does not exist in the comics. Okay. In the comics, uh, yes, he was given powers by Kanshu to be his avatar for vengeance and blah blah blah. But he literally just wore, you know, a, a costume that you know it may have had some ballistic material to prevent bullets and stuff, but it wasn't, he didn't just, you know, stand up all of a sudden phase into the co- costume. They're adding some levels here. Um, some mystical or maybe paranormal aspects that are not quite as pronounced in the comic. So okay. <clears throat> it looks interesting. I mean, well, this been like from how many iterations of him? From what I understand, there's more than one, origin or something or iterations or beginnings and right well yeah there was the original series and then later they did uh he wore more like uh, egyptian stuff and he was the fist of Kanshu, and then they brought him back in the 90s so they rebooted the series several times since i want to say there's been at least seven or eight well wow. okay but i'm looking forward to it i'm waiting it looks cool it looks like it'll be it does look cool and it looks like marvel is Again, spreading into different genres. Um, in the comics, he's mostly just a crime fighter. But in this trailer, he was fighting something, and it looked kind of like a jackal. jackal yeah, like something. Man. Yeah, from Egypt, you know, some old. Like Anubis? Yeah, exactly. So, anyhow, I don't want to spend too much time. They have made some changes, but it does look good. I'm, I'm excited. Cool. And then what's the drop date on that again? 
Oh, I didn't even put that down. I have no idea. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, I put the drop dates for everything else. Yeah. But. All right. We'll, we'll come back to it once Michael looks it up and does that. All right. Why don't you jump through the next three quickly? Yep. Uh, March 30th, 2022 is when Moon Knight premieres. How about there that? There we go. So, Raisin Dion, this was a one-off uh, kind of web trailer that was made a few years ago. Um, a creator said, you know, here's an idea for a comic book called Raisin Dion about a, uh, a single black mom uh, raising a young black boy who happens to have superpowers and he's unique in that fashion. And the guy made a trailer like this is this is the comic I want to do. And I, I, don't, I think they did the comic for a little bit, but then Michael B. Jordan saw the trailer and the comic. He's like, I want to make this a show. So Netflix bought the rights. They did a whole first season. I admit I haven't seen it. In fact, I was actually just wondering about that. I was like, whatever happened to Raisin Dion? And now they announced uh, season two is coming out. It premieres um, on February 1st on Netflix. Uh, for those of you interested, uh, looks like there are more superhero children involved. And um, I admit I haven't seen the first season, but I am I should check that out. Cool. I, I'll look into it. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> so. And then, uh, Joe, I think you're pretty excited about The Boy is Diabolical, aren't you? I'm pretty not. <laughs> you know what? We don't know much about this. It's animated very – it looks very old I, school. I say that it looks like cool old Looney Tunes. Yes. I mean, that's but cool about super it. violent. Yeah. I don't need to see it. <laughs> that I is on know. Amazon Prime. It debuts <clears throat> on March 4th. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to reserve judgment until I see it. I – I like super violent cartoons, so I'm interested. Yeah, I, I wait for the show. I'm waiting for the boys itself. Uh, what's upload? Upload, upload is also on uh, Amazon Prime Video, uh, and this is one of the shows where I watch. And like I said, this is why I'm okay with paying for Prime because, hey, fringe benefit. I actually get some you know original streaming content. Upload season two returns on March 11th. The whole premise there is about a guy. Uh, he gets into a car accident and is on the verge of death. And his super, super rich girlfriend pays for him to be uploaded, which they basically uh, take your consciousness and put it into a digital world. And yeah. then uh, it's him re you know, living in that world, learning how... It's kind of like um, a sci-fi take on The Good Place. Okay. Sci-fi that, you know... Yeah, yeah. Based it's, on the premise that you could be uploaded. But then you find out over the course of the first season that uh, maybe he was murdered. Mm. And there's some mystery. And then, of course, he starts <clears> falling <throat> in love with his handler. Um, so there's some romantic elements. And then yada, yada, yada. It's actually a really fun show. I really enjoyed it. It's one of those shows that probably didn't get a lot of attention until COVID. And then suddenly people are like, well, what do we have to watch? And they watched everything. And I admit this is... Same thing for me and Shaylee. We're like, what is this show we watch? Look, it's funny. It's good. Very enjoyable. Um, so I'm actually really excited that season two is coming out because it gives us something new to watch. Cool, cool. And I've got a dog barking, so it's been a while, but you'll hear it. <laughs> it's, um, fine. it's not fine. I'm going to shoot it. I'm not going to shoot it. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, don't want anybody, I don't want Peter calling. All right. The last bit of news is not necessarily, it, I guess it's geek news, it, you know, but it's a big kind of, it's a big news in terms of uh, what people are doing today, and that's gaming. And Microsoft is now going to purchase 
Activision Blizzard for like $68 billion. Insane. That is that is money that's unfair. Disney bought Star Wars for four billion. They bought Marvel for two billion. That puts a little bit in, into perspective here. <laughs> what 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 Microsoft is purchasing. Oh, people don't realize that uh, you know, people are like, oh my god, Spider Man is gonna get closed, it's gonna hit a billion dollars. Yeah. Look what Grand Theft Auto has made in the last ten years. It's right. multiples of that. Right. It's crazy, right? But not only that, like <clears throat> this is brilliant on Microsoft's part. And I, 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 I just from the IPs alone, Halo's going to have a television show. Call of Duty could. It could be it. You can make a, a you know, a, a season out of every one of those games, right? Like different wars and different things could be interesting. Different missions and all new cast each time. Right. You know, could be interesting. Um, but anyways, they not only that, but they've got Blizzard, which you've got all the online games from World of Warcraft and whatnot, and Diablo or whatever. Huge World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, oh, even yeah. the uh, old, uh, well, not super old, but all the StarCraft IP too. Yeah, brilliant move. They're gonna make it. It's gonna be great for them. It is now. I, I am not a Microsoft super fan by any means. Uh, the last two consoles, I was PS4 and PS5. You got a PS5? And, yeah. Oh, oh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know that? Oh, that's right. Um, inside joke from, it's over a year old now. <laughs> but my point is, uh, those two consoles, which yes, I own, uh, have outperformed the Xbox quite a bit. I think the uh, PS4 outsold the original, you know, with a, Xbox One or whatever, like two to one. Because of that, uh, a lot of gaming uh, publishers went to Sony. Like, I've been playing Call of Duty for, what, 12, 13 years or whatever? I, right. That's basically the entire reason why I own a console, to play Call of Duty games. And I'm used to the last three, five years, something like that. that but that's always been cross-platform anyways. That's fine, but... I've been used to the fact that maps went to uh, Sony and PlayStation first for about four or five years now. Yeah, that won't New happen. maps, new DLC. <clears throat> That's the first. That doesn't mean that other companies didn't get them. It's just because, you know, PlayStation had the most players. They got them first. Now Microsoft owns it. So it doesn't matter how many PlayStations are out there. You know Microsoft's going to get the Xbox or PC because mm-hmm. guess what? Microsoft owns Windows, so they own the mm-hmm. PC market too. Right. Who's going to get the the DLC first? It's going to be all Microsoft or PC, or at least the same time, or Xbox, right? But what I'm saying is, PlayStation is not going to get it first. No, but they'll probably get the same time. They, they won't alienate their current customers. That's money in the bank, right? I don't. Th- I don't think well, yeah, they, won't, yeah. they won't make it for both in the future. Right, right, right. 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 We're going to say, you know, <clears throat> we make a uh, billion dollars on this franchise. Let's cut off three hundred right. billion of that. Right, three hundred billion get, of that. I believe you can get Apple Plus as an app on microsoft right you can't watch the streaming shows like they're oh, not i've gonna, got apple plus on my fire stick right they're not gonna lose eye, eyeballs on that the thing is it's, it's a big deal it'll be interesting to see what happens it makes it makes the xbox certainly more relevant than ever before and it'll make them the third largest video game content developers in the world and uh you know it's gonna it's gonna change the game you know change the literally. game for sure. literally all right <clears throat> 
Let's move on to our geek this week. Mine's not huge. Uh, I finally finished one of the High Republic books, and I started this, the the second um, in the series of the adult fiction on there. And uh, I'm already 100 and some 150 pages into that, so I'm trying to cruise through that one as much as I can. But what I can tell you is I really enjoy them. I really, really do. Uh, interesting stories. Um, I don't know how they would translate to film, but there's some really cool Jedi in there. It's really good. They're fun. I don't know if every Star Wars, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I don't know if every Star Wars fan will like them, but uh, we, sh- you know, I say give it a shot if you like to read. If you don't like to read, then you know probably not. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so, how about you? Well, I caught up on Star Trek Discovery. I know we mentioned them just a little bit ago. Uh, I thought I was way behind, and it turns out I was only one episode behind. Oh, and, okay. Um. I'm caught up, and like I said, they're not doing new episodes, I think, till like February 10th or something. So I'm caught up for the next couple of weeks. And I'll say this. Uh, I think originally you, when we had talked about this maybe, what, four or five weeks ago? Yeah. I was just getting into Discovery, in, you know, season four. This this season, I know we're not covering it too much on this uh, podcast. Maybe we'll catch up and maybe we'll get it ready for the second half when it comes out. February. Okay. That's a good idea because I got to tell you, where it left off, and I won't give any spoilers because you're going to yeah. catch up. The series is where it needs to be, and I'm really enjoying it. Like better, the last episode, season. I fully enjoyed it. It's it's 100 Star Trek. I loved it. Better than season three. Um, at this point, I mean, it's hard to say because we still have half the season to go. But well, at sure. this point, as strong as the <clears> season <throat> is, it's all about sticking the landing. But right now, yes, I do like it better than season three. And what was the over under I said on when when Michael Burnham was going to cry? What episode? Oh, I, I think it was first season, first episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it was exactly the first episode. All right. And if no, it may have been the second episode because something something, something happened. tragic happens right at the end of episode one, and then you find out about you know, questions. But uh, yeah, so I'm caught up on Discovery now. Uh, Sweat and Soap manga I'm reading. Uh, I finished uh, volume four and started volume five, and I still can't put down Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, and that's it. Well, there you go. Very good. Very good. All right, <laughs> excuse me, before we jump into our main topic, if you'd like to contribute to the show or help the show out in any way, please go to patreon.com slash kybercast. Choose, choose one of our tiers, one, three, or five dollar tiers will help us out monthly. That would be great. And um, we would appreciate that if you want to throw us a little tip in the tip jar. So again, that is patreon.com slash kybercast. All right, Michael. The first part of the main our main topic. I don't see us spending. What's sorry. that? Yeah. I don't see. I don't see us spending a lot of time on this. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, but we'll see how well, it goes. We'll see, we'll see the convo takes us. <laughs> Peacemaker episodes one through three. Now, technically, we are recording this on a Thursday. Um, I've seen episode four, so I won't tell you what happened to that. I haven't because well, so Wednesdays now seem to be Disney Plus Day. And apparently Thursdays are HBO Max Day. Right. So I have not watched episode four, but Joe and I have both at least watched through episode three. And Joe, I know you did not like The Suicide Squad. I did. So what's your take on this series? Do you like it? Yeah. I mean, it's episode one's better than any of The Suicide Squads, period. Bar none. Full stop. <laughs> it just is. Now, that being said, this is a great comedy show. Yes. That's what it is. 
It does not feel like a superhero thing. This is like the greatest American hero adult style. <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from with that comparison. Like, I don't really give a shit about any of these heroes. No. I don't care about them. I don't care about Peacemaker at all. But he's hilarious. He dies, it's funny. It's great. It is It is very, very entertaining. Um, I will definitely watch it to the end. <clears throat> I'm having a great time watching it, but it's a comedy show. It's James Gunn unleashed. Yeah. Because, but, but, but I think the, I think the uh, restraints of television have made him better because I think the Suicide Squad movie is not very good. I don't care what he says. It may be fun to watch, but it's not a very good movie. It's the, the writing is terrible. The story's nothing. And, but it's, it, you know, maybe there's some funny things in it, but what this is, is a comedy show and you don't have to have the, the money it takes and it, the, the restraints are, are, are better for him here. Yeah. But it's also, it, it clearly pulls from, I mean, whatever I liked about Guardians of the Galaxy, which I fully admit um, that that year Guardians of the Galaxy came out and everyone was hyping it. It was so great. I enjoyed it. But for me, my favorite movie that year was that Tom Cruise uh, Edge of right. Tomorrow. Love that movie. But the point is, everything you loved about Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of limited in the fact that he couldn't go past PG-13. And he, he's got to follow a, a, a Marvel plan. Right. right. So, to an extent, um, he had to do that with the Suicide Squad as well. Because even though they gave him free reign, he had to move the story within the confines of the DCEU, right? To a degree. Sure. If he had a story, sure. Right. You and I disagree on that. I liked the Suicide Squad quite a Go bit. Go kill a big starfish. That's the story. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Mind controlling starfish. Great. It's totally <laughs> from the comics. It totally fits. I'm fine. The it, point it, is. It's not good enough. But. The point <clears throat> is with this show, it's obviously he and John Cena had a lot of fun with the character Peacemaker. And this is just like, fuck it, let's make a show now. And Warner Brothers like, yeah, go for it. If you want to, if this is what you want to do, do it. Here's some money. Get it done. And it's, the love is evident. But I love that it pulls from everything that he's done. Because, I mean, do you, you know he came from Troma Films, right? Yes. Okay. Like Toxic Avenger and all that stuff? Yep. So this show... <clears throat> is over the top on so many levels, including the violence and the gore and even the comedy. And they kind of make Peacemaker lovable in a really fucked up kind of way. Cause you kind of find out he is this person because of how he was raised. And it was really fucked up how he was raised. Oh, it does not have the father of the year. Put it that way. No, not at all. Not at all. I don't know. So we watched the first three episodes. What, what do you like about them, Joe? Well, I first of all, I like the characters. They have some great characters in the show. Yes, um, they're all they've got. They've casted it really well. But at the end of the day, John Cena is carrying this, and he's carrying it very well. Very well, right? I mean, he's really. I mean, he is one hundred percent into this, and love it. I mean, he is just doing a great, great job. The dialogue is great. Um, it's just fun. And there is a story. I mean, they've got, you know, we'll figure out over the season of what, what's happening. It's almost X-File like in a way. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we've got players that we don't know who does what, and and you know, wait till you see the end of episode four, Michael, which is interesting. Um, but <laughs> excuse me, I really like the show. I think you know, the irreverence is what makes it great. I mean, I love the whole the uh, episode where it might have been two, where he basically is with the couple, and the married couple is fighting. Yes, that's episode just, two. That's hilarious. He keeps just like complimenting her and complimenting her, and then by episode three, there's a nice <laughs> scene with him and um, uh, oh my god, the, his sidekick—not sidekick, but vigilante, uh, vigilante—who's hilarious. And they're just all like smoking dope, and the chicks in there, and she's in the bed with both of them, like <laughs> that wife lady. Um, I guess we should have said spoilers, but we said episodes one to three. We'll put it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, but uh, it's things like that. It's just funny. It's a funny show. Um, it, it's just great dialogue. I mean, and and they have done a good job of like he's an asshole. He knows oh, it, yeah. but. You, but you like him. Yes, he's a lovable asshole. And I'll say this. John Cena, don't get me wrong, the guy is freaking ripped. Oh my God, yeah. But John Cena, or Cena, however you say it, is a better comedian than he is an action star. Yeah, he's really good. And comedy's hard, man. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, he does the action well. He's not that he's poor at the action. But I've now seen him in a few films. Well, a few, so I've seen him now in Fast the Suicide Nine. Squad. I've seen him in Fast Nine. And what was he in? Oh, House Party or something? No, it was in House Party. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He was with, party with, with, um, with Amy Poehler and... Yeah, and Tina Fey. Tina Fey, yeah. He was in that. Um, and so now, and I've seen him a couple other things, but what was he also in The Marine or something? Yeah. Terrible movie. Fast Nine. The, oh my one God, of the worst. Wor- and like I said, I don't go in watching a Fast and Furious movie expecting cinema. I no. want stupid fun. And for eight films, I've got uh, maybe seven films. Right. Fast Nine was, uh, and not that it's all his fault, but when he just straight, like straight man isn't not, you know, straight, not comedy. Right. Um, when he does, you know, a, a serious action star, he's okay. But when he's doing comedy, that's when he really shines. And when he does, well, both, he, he's good at making fun of himself, right? So, like, yes. it, part of it, like, you've got to do that. And you know, there's also some interesting things of this character. You know, when he's with in the first episode where he gets out of jail and he he's with that, we'll say, butterfly woman. Because it's the butterfly project where they're talking about, yes. and he's just like going through all the records. He's like, you know, he's so into the eighties and whatever, and he's playing his songs and uh, dancing around in his underwear. <laughs> it's just funny as hell that when after he beats the shit out of her and whatever and blows her up, then he goes back up and he steals the records. Like he needed to have those records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, just, he doesn't just get bad. out of there. And I felt bad as Maverick car got destroyed. <laughs> the, the Maverick, right? The Ford Maverick, which is hilarious. So they're doing everything right on the show. Um, compared to like Boba Fett, it's just so different. I can't say one is better because to me, like you may want to enjoy one for a different reason. You know, I, I, 
personally, and it's it's a bias. You know, I like Book of Boba Fett better because I like that kind of entertainment. This is a pure comedy, and it's a great comedy. But in terms of like a DC comic character, does it matter? Like, he's not going to be put into like a, a Batman movie or something, right? Well, you never know. Never know, but I doubt it. <clears throat> I will say this: uh, far more entertained by Peacemaker than I have been Boba. See, not me. It's two different entertainments. Right. And so, one is enjoyable and one is putting me to sleep. <laughs> Episode four was good. And we're going to get into that. We will get into that. But it was good and it's going to get better. <clears throat> now, the, the thing about Peacemaker is, okay, how long can you sustain the same type of humor every episode without getting okay i've got i'm good you can say the fuck word or this you know what i mean they've got a they could get very tedious like i I don't know if i can watch three seasons of this no if they don't have a story if they don't you know what i mean right and i don't know i mean as far as i know this is the only season now obviously if it gets the it's doing well it's doing very well so warner and gun anyone and cena they'd all be stupid if they didn't want to do more Right. right. If, if and, people are talking about it, you keep doing it. That said, Gun's busy with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right now. And what's good about the show is it's funny, but there is a story. There is there something is that, that's happening. There's things that are happening, and, and that's great. And that's what they got to keep doing. Right. And the simple yeah. fact is, I have no expectations of this show. This goes back to the Book of Boba Fett. There is such, there's expectations for Book of Boba Fett that the Peacemaker would never have gotten. And oh, yeah. It's pretty tough to live up to any of that. Um, expected because people have built this character up. So that's a good segue into Book of Boba Fett. But um, they've built that character up in their minds over the years from a kid to now that you, there's no way anybody was going to get anything perfect. Oh, they've been building up Boba Fett for 40 years. Right. Peacemaker, what we found out, you know, most people found out about with Suicide Squad, and that was it. Most people, the general pop. Right. Not, not, not comic. I've people. known about him for over 30 years, but that's. Right comic book geek that's why yeah but is it is that is it like the comics this show no or is it just so different right it's just it's so different i mean in there they take a bit more of a real approach of him being mentally troubled and he really wears those outfits in the, in the comic yes <laughs> he's not quite as huge he's just basically a looks like a normal type dude with his weird thing and the other thing in the comics is that I believe his father is a Nazi, which I, well, we've got into that in this. Yeah. But yeah. as it was a Nazi during World War II, and he sees him like has uh, hallucinations of his father talking to him as a Nazi from World War II. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. So, good show. Everybody should watch it. Um, that listens to this podcast. I feel like it, it's very fun. Hopefully it'll hold through to the end, which I think it would. I don't see why it wouldn't, but we shall see. Um, all right. Let's move on to Boba Fett chapter four, the gathering storm. I thought hands down much better than episode three, chapter three, without a doubt. I agree. This show was definitely an improvement on the series. Now I will say this. I, I will say this, that I think the first half of, Chapter four could have gone a lot quicker, but there are some important parts to the first half of the episode that really tied everything in and with some purpose, which, okay, 
I'm glad they addressed some things. And that is, it start, the, the show starts off in a, in, in a uh, back to tank. So we know he's going into a flashback to, and it, it's basically picking up where they left off and um, him finding Fennec Shen. So we know what time it's taking place now. It's getting closer to the Mando timeline, right? And yep. So he finds Fennec Shen and he takes her to where? Ahmad place. Which, okay, I kind of dug that because that now, taking her to the mod place and getting her fixed up by, by people that were doing it out there. Now, the art direction of the mods maybe are still a little too weird for um, Tatooine. But what it did do for me was like, now I kind of understand why he had a slight soft spot for those kids in the alley. Exactly. I thought it was a good reveal. So that was a nice way of saying, okay, this is why he didn't beat the shit out of those kids. I get it. Um, but more importantly, it's the time spent with Fennec Shen that you learn why Boba Fett is what he is. And what Fennec Shen did a great job was she was us yeah. as the as the viewer, where she says, being with the, this is huge, being with the Tuscans have made you soft. And we were all saying that he's soft, he's soft. He's like, no, he's learned that tribe is what's going to make you strong and having people around you. Maybe he learned a little bit from Mandalorian too, right? Mandalorian's right. getting big in front. So you understand why he's making these decisions a little more. Now, you know, was going back to the Sarlacc pick necessarily the smartest thing? Or did we no. need to do that? I don't know. But I thought he was just going to go blow it up, as in, fuck you. I'm going <laughs> to, I've got, it was another one of his things to uh, check off. Cause I'll tell you what, when he went after the motorcycle gang, there was no hesitation. He slaughtered him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some people have been concerned that Boba is soft now from the first three episodes, that he's not as cutthroat. Uh, taking out the the gang, you're exactly right. Cold-blooded. No, no. no mercy at all. No. But however, I will say when he first flew over the pit, the Starlight Pit, I thought, is he there just to blow it up? Obviously, no. Wait, that's what I thought. But he... Which I thought that would have been petty because it's, it's an animal, right? It didn't. You right. know, he was dropped in there. It wasn't being malicious. Now right. it's dead now. But and I was like, well, he must not remember. And obviously he was. In he, a, was out, he was unconscious, right? Exactly. He was in an altered state. And, you know, he was, he had just gotten out. He probably wasn't fully conscious. And then we know the Jawa stole it, right? But he doesn't remember right. that. So I right. see why he looked. I have no problem with that. Right. I do like the use of the Sonic Mine. Funny, that, yeah. It's just cool. It just looks great. Cool. But <laughs> but yeah, I, well, it's just, you're right. The story has taken a nice, it's it's done a nice job of showing us that he's not soft necessarily. He has just opened his eyes to another way. He's, he's more contemplating now. He's like, listen, I, I'm tired of working for idiots. This is why I'm not a bounty hunter anymore. I'm tired yep. of getting myself killed for idiots. Get it. That that makes sense. He's He's, he's older. He's been doing it for a long time. You know, even Fennec Shen says, thinks you can't get out of it. And then he, you know, he says, I pledge my life to protect you if you join me, you know. Mm -hmm. So now, will she stay with him? Will she turn on him at the end? Could be interesting if she does. You never know. She could kill him. Who knows? I doubt it. It's a Disney show, but you never know. Right. Well, yeah. And talking about Disney, well, we'll get to that when we get to Krizan. Oh. Now is a good time to talk about Krizan. Well, we get to the second half. So. <laughs> but like I said, the um the idea of him 
and the conversations with her were great. Now, my whole thing is they probably could have done flashbacks in two episodes and then move forward. You know, I get it. They could have. Then, you know, if we had to take all the time. Now, we needed to take the time with the Tuscans, but I think we would have gotten the gist maybe a little different. Or they could have done all of that in the first two episodes. That's and what then I was just, just going to say. And then just go to the front, you know. Yeah. It's a choice. It is a choice. I think it's a wrong choice. I think the bouncing back and forth, sometimes it works in a movie, like a movie like Memento, where it's all about right. memory and all that stuff. In this I think it was an artistic choice and I think it was the wrong choice. I think they should have, like you said, taken all the flashbacks, put them into one cohesive story, you know, the first episode two, and then moved into the. Right. You could even have started with him in the back to tank. Exactly. Healing, healing have all yeah, the backstory. You could have taken, you know, five, 10 minutes of showing him, you know, if he killed, you know, Bib and then whatever they did and then him getting into the back to, and from right. the back to all the flashbacks until we're in, now, current time. <laughs> I did enjoy him going to get his ship back. Oh yeah, that was oh yeah, that was enjoyable. You know, that was a little goofy chasing that little robot around. But you know what? You got to remember, this is still there's a lot of odes to Lucas in here. Lucas yes. did a lot of goofy things like that. That's a very Lucas. Uh, the kitchen scene is very Lucas, where you you know you got a basically a bumbling Boba Fett chasing this little robot around, right? And then he grabs it by it's basically a chicken, right? I mean, Chase, you know, and he grabs it by the neck and it shuts itself I heard someone off. describe it as a Roger Rabbit bot. Yeah, same same idea, right? Right, exactly. Um, But that is Lucas. That is, star- like, I think what people, if you look at the divide online, like, they want an adult, you know, badass show that is just about a killer. Well, that's never going to be Star Wars, ever. No, just, that's just no. not what it is. The most adult Star Wars we're going to get, we've already got, and that was Rogue One. And it could be Andor. Could be. It's the same writer, so I would expect it to be. I, I wouldn't expect things like this in Boba Fett. But you got to remember- I expect Andor to be more PG-13. Yeah, and it, but but you, the people that are creating this show, the Favreau, John Favreau, he and, and Filoni, they're, they're sticking to what Lucas did. Now, you can go back and it's, it's funny, things- over time, tend to you, you tend to drop a little bit of the things you didn't like and just kind of uh, absorb what you did like. But <clears throat> the the prequels had a lot of this kind of stuff in it, a lot. I mean, even if you remember um, Phantom Menace, they had basically the Three Stooges, you know, the two, the droids that were working for um, Anakin building shit. It was like they they were hitting each other like the Three Stooges. I mean, it's just oh there. yeah, yep. <clears throat> so th- these things are there. That's a Lucas thing. So. To say, like, it took me out of the Star Wars universe, like, well, then I don't know what universe you watched because that's what Lucas has been doing since the beginning. He had fucking Muppets, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, right. you know, stop. You got to remember, this is the thrust of everything Lucas did was for 10 to 12-year-olds. That's who his audience was. So it's not. He was writing <clears throat> for himself as in he was trying to recapture that sense of awe that he felt watching the Flash Gordon serials when he was a kid in the movie theater. That's so yeah, he's writing for that age range. Right. And that's what the show is. That's the same thing. So at the end of the day, we got through the first half and was good, but it could have been shorter, but um, I dug it. It was good. But then we, we, now we've moved on, you know, we've, he's, he's got his thing and he, he goes into town. He says, Hey, I got to show my face goes to the cantina and, I, I love that scene. That whole scene. It sounds like you didn't. I don't know what you were. 
uh, I don't know, but I thought the um, Cantina scene was great. I thought Jennifer Beale's character was phenomenal, trying to talk Black Chrysanthemum out of <laughs> tearing up the Grand Oceans. It was fun. I, my, one of my comment was from a Disney, a Disney uh, perspective, uh, because this is a Disney show. Even though he rips the arm off that guy, they can't show it. Right? No, it's, neither did they show it when Obi Wan cut the arm off of the walrus dude either. They just I understand they didn't that. show they didn't show it happening. They just showed the arm on the ground. Right. Well, a bloody stump. Uh, well, the bloody end of an arm. It was blood. Didn't, we didn't get to see blood. We we saw the hand the other way. Yeah. And but also, any Star Wars geek knows that was it Tredoshans? Is that who they are? Tredoshans. They have the ability to regrow limbs. So right. So the guy's going to be fine. He's um, be fine. over time. But you know why he doesn't like Tredoshans, right? Oh yeah, because of uh, fighting in the gladiator um, um, pits, right? Where yeah, they and they were captured him and put him yep. in there. Yeah. 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 Not a fan. That was a great scene. Like he's all quiet, just drinking, and he just building up his anger. <laughs> just like it was a total <laughs> western. And I love how it was a great speech by Jennifer Beale. Like you think, well, maybe he's going to be a good guy. Oh, they're going to turn him soft, and he just rips the arm off, and he gives her the money. I don't give a shit about the tab, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that was awesome. And then Black Chrysanthemum gives no fucks. And it was great that they did that, right? Because we were all saying like, well, he could have killed all those kids and done that to him. Um, I watched that episode again, and if you watch it, they did kind of like stab him and stuff with this electric vibroblade stuff and had him – it wasn't quite as easy as people think. At the end of the day, um, they made him who might have been fan service in episode four, chapter four, but it was great to see him rip the arm off the Trandosh. 100%. I couldn't agree more. So he goes outside, and then Boba hires him, which was smart. Smart they didn't do it right away at, you know, when he let him go, <laughs> when he let him go, but um, – I think it was much better that he found him afterwards and, you know, they got Black Chrysanthemum on the team. And then they do Which, the big – go ahead. I just wish they would make some kind of nod to the fact that they worked together in the past many times. Yeah. I mean – It's missing that. We, we shall and, see. Right. We shall see. But I think there it's a missed opportunity just because, you know – Disney's made such a big deal about, you know, everything that we put out is now canon. Right. But it feels like this, this feels like, you know, the Netflix, uh, like Daredevil and stuff mm -hmm. where, yeah, it's supposed to be canon, but it really kind of exists on its own little thing, which right. I don't want that. I want, I would, I, if all it needs is a small acknowledgement, an acknowledgement, like, you know, we've never had any trouble in the past or anything like that. You know, we're a good team. You work for me. And it may happen. Like a sentence or two like that would have been enough for me to go, okay, good. They're acknowledging the canon of the comics. Right. Right. That's what I would have liked. That's all. Yeah. And we may still get that. So they, they have black feel other. Right. So then they go and have the, the meeting of the families, the Godfather table, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and you know, what was cool about that is, A, now we're turning the tables of where he wants respect now. And he asks these people, and they point blank say, well, what makes us not kill you? And just, right. You know, and then obviously you see the Rancor hand come up. It's like as if, he, as if the Rancor knew that somebody was threatening him like a dog. That was pretty <laughs> sweet. I like that. That's pretty cool. Um, but he offers them a, 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 a choice that is 
nothing for them to lose. He'll take out the Spice Gang, um, Pikes, and then we'll talk afterwards. But until then, you know, stay neutral. And they chose to do that. Um, so right now he's gathering storm. He's gathering his 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 respect, and he's about ready to to kick some pike ass coming up. Now he says he needs more people, and that's the kicker at the end. And she goes, "Well, then they play the Mandalorian music. They play the Mandalorian theme. I don't like that." You don't like that? Well, we'll see what happens. We don't know what that means. If it's just him, or if it's going to be Mando's, or if it's going to be who knows. Like when they sh- in the scene where they showed the flare that the Mandalorian used to obviously distract Fennec, and then obviously he took her out and left. Right. <clears throat> right. And when they showed obviously his ship, you know, the Razor Crest flying away, and they played the Mandalorian music, that was a nice you know nod, tip of the hat. It's okay with it. But them playing, but when Fennec says. You know, with money, you can buy an armory. And then they play that theme song again. I was like, here's my thing. I would like Boba Fett to be able to stand on his own. He should be able to stand on his own in his own show. Given he may yet. Still, we don't know what's going to happen. May, I know. But my point is, if they bring in the Mandalorian to the show. I don't, th- I don't think it's just going to be him. Okay. But I... I would prefer them not to bring the Mandalorian on the show. I think if you need to bring in someone like that to boost the show. Did, so did the Mandalorian stand on his own? Yeah. He did? Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He did. He had no help. He had help, but it's his mm-hmm. show, right? He's right. always been the focus. Yeah, but he, he didn't stand on his own. He would have been dead in many situations if A, Boba Fett and Fennec Shen didn't help him. If right. the other Mandalorians didn't help That's him. That's fine. Why do we have to bring the Mandalorian into this? Why do we have to bring him in again? I want the show see. to stand on its own two feet. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. We don't have any advanced knowledge. All I'm saying is if they bring the Mandalorian on, it's it's shit. Oh, that's they bullshit. Should. That's no. that's bullshit. That, you, no, no way. It's shit. No way. Then then what? Then it's the same when they're saying, well, if they bring Boba Fett and Mandalorian, that's shit. No, it's not. What's they the didn't difference? Bring Bo- they didn't bring Boba Fett. They hinted at him. In the first season, but we didn't know they for sure. Him in. And then they brought, him, they brought him on the show. We didn't know it was him at first. Now we but do. They brought we brought him on the show. We knew it was him as soon as he turned. In season two, we had confirmation it was him. Right. So he's that's the fine. Show. They're both Mandalorians in, in a way. I don't know. I just I would rather this show stand on its own two feet. Well, you got to remember that they're building. It's not about that. They're building, the, and it was said at the beginning that this show and all the shows in the Mandoverse are going to be something that leads to a giant thing later. So they're all going to be connected, and they're going to stay connected to something, maybe around Thrawn. You shall see. Connect, connect in season two. I don't know if there's going to be a Boba Fett season two. That's the point. Well, there's that the, the point. They never said there was going to be. This is from what I from what I understood. It was always going to be a one off. It might be. I would prefer not to see the Mandalorian in the next episode. I would prefer to be a good show, and we'll, I, I'll judge it when the thing comes out. But I'm not going to prejudge it and say, "Well, Mando's in it; it's shit." That's just the wrong way to think about it. Let's see what they do. It could be, could be awful. Yeah, if the man, I, I, my opinion is, if the Mandalorian shows up, this show is not strong enough without him. I disagree. I have to see how the show goes. I have to see what happens. Obviously, same here. But I would prefer. No, no, no. It's not obviously. You, you're, you're making a decision before 
before you've seen the end of everything, before you've even seen the show with him on it. You've decided that it's bad. I haven't decided. I would prefer it not to be. They could prove me wrong. But my, if they bring him on, I haven't seen it yet, but I, am, I don't want him. I don't want him. Well, I'm not going to say I do want him or don't want him. I want to see good. And if the writing all leads to what it needs to lead to for a giant thing later on and other, other episodes of different series, then I'm for it. You know, so we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm uh, it, it's, it's got buzz going. I, I, the idea of tribe. And I think he, I think the whole idea of the tribe is, you know, is Boba Fett looking at the Mandalorians as another tribe and all these things that he's seen over the last, we'll say year. I don't know how long he's been out right. doing this. Um, I'm just curious as to where it's going to go. And, you know, we'll, what if it's uh, what if she goes and buy? What if it's not Mandalorian and they go and find those the other Mandalorians that were like you know John Favreau's character and the armorer and people Varen Four could be don't know oh that I totally hundred percent be on be on board could be all of them could be all of them with Din with Din yeah I would like the group the other group. Because then at least we'd see them again because we don't know where they went. We, we suspect many of them are dead. I don't think all of them are dead. No. We know many of them are dead. Well, they took off. They said, we got to hide. We, we're taking off. We're hiding. Right. But there were a bunch of helmets left behind. Yeah. Um, we'll see who it is. I mean, it could be Bo-Katan. I don't know. Will they, get, will they fly the Mandalore? That would be cool. I think the one thing that's, that was cool about Mandalorian show was that we went to so many different worlds. Right, we've never left yes. Tatooine here, but he's got a ship now. Will that you know? Yes. Are they going to go fly now? Can I guess being a Daimo, can you ever leave? Well, not. He needs to establish a strong base before he leaves. You know, right? And he can probably leave Fennec in charge for a bit. But that's one of my other criticisms of the show. Is Jesus Christ, Star Wars? Leave Tatooine alone. There's a whole fucking galaxy. Right. I mean, unfortunately, that's where this. You know, that's where this is centered around because that's where home base is for that particular thing. It's a little tough. And he didn't have a ship until, well, he has a ship. Anyways, that's fine. He, that's fine. you're right. I mean, the, the, the thing about the other shows is you get to travel around. We'll see. I'd be stoked if they go to Mandalore because we've never seen it live. Right. I'd like to see live action, but I, I get it. He supposedly died on Tatooine. But he's been here a long time now. Uh, and I guess I, I think I'm just over Star Wars with everything that's important in the galaxy happening on this planet called Tatooine. Right. Well, there are so many other planets, yeah. but I get it. This is, this is where he quote unquote died. So whatever. And I think and I'd like to see something other than Tatooine. That's where I think Andor is going to shine. I think we're going to see a lot of cool things in Andor. Oh yeah. Ta- uh, yeah. Cause he's going to be all over the place. You know, he's, you know, Hopefully we'll say, Nash, right? yeah, Coruscant and maybe who knows wherever he goes. We've yeah, never ever spent that time, of course, huh? But, but then, you know, Obi-Wan, while I am looking forward to that show, guess where it's going to be? Tatooine. As far as we know, Tatooine, unless he's off on a mission somewhere. He can't, but he can't leave that often because the whole point of him being there is making yeah. sure Luke survives. I mean, can you imagine? Right. You know, I left for 10 years, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I get it. He might, I, I, I accept he might leave for a little bit. But we already know that probably for most of this season, he's going to have to be on Tatooine. Right, right. Which and it's fine. pretty 
pretty easy to produce in a studio. Throw a bunch of sand down around the right, <laughs> and then you're in the in the whatever they call that thing. Um, but I'm looking forward. I think the next four three episodes are going to be fantastic. I think there's going to be a ton of different shit that's going to happen. And I'm, you know, is is there going to be a will, will the Pikes have like let's say the Pikes have uh, Bosk and Cad Bane, and you've That'd got cool. you've got Boba Fett and Chrysanthemum versus Bosk and Cad Bane at the end. You know? We haven't no. seen a live action Cad Bane yet, correct? No. Okay. No, no. He's the one who's allegedly put the dent in his helmet. Right. I'd like to see that. Um, like I said, I, I think you'll have a little bit more faith in these last three episodes than I do. Um, I I think we're done with the flashbacks. We should be. I hope we are. And if we are, that's a, that's a positive sign. Um, I'm not thinking these next episodes. I do still have faith in Valoni and Favreau. I think these are going to be good episodes. Uh, but like I said, this this episode for me was definitely an improvement over episode three. But there are still qualms. Like Fennec nearly dies. He replaces most of her torso with a robot, and she just wakes up and says, "Oh, what happened?" Doesn't give a shit that she's part robot now. I mean, that's kind of like a major life. I mean, if I, you know, was knocked unconscious and woke up and I had a prosthetic hand, I'd be like, what the fuck happened? Right. I mean, again, it's cool. Simplifications. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, oh my God, my entire gut is now a robot? Yeah. When did this happen? Why did you think this was okay to do to me? I kind of dug the doctor guy, whoever he was. The tattoo artist guy, Thundercat. Yeah, no, is that the, that wasn't the character's name? That was the actor's name, isn't it? Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a musician. Yeah, but I like to kind of yeah. dug that character. Yeah, he was cool. Like I said, I vastly enjoyed this episode more than the previous episode. It seems to be moving in the right direction, but there were. I mean, I'm always going to have some kind of quibble. For fan, you know, I'm speaking for fan service of what I wanted, and it doesn't mean it's better or good or that's what they should do. The flashback is to me what made it what made it um, slow was that they hinted at flashbacks from episode two, and they kind of stopped. Like, why did they show all the of his dad leaving? Like, what is the significance of that? Are they ever going to go back to that? Will we see what that story was? I thought they were going to do multiple different types of flashbacks. Like, here's a Tuscan one. Here's one where he's taking a job from Vader. You know what I mean? Like, like some parts of his past that we didn't really see, which would have been interesting. Um, I think I think all they were trying to establish with the showing showing him on uh, he's alone. Camino, exactly that he was yeah. alone. Yeah. Just to nail down, just boom, 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 hit you over the head with the fact that he was alone. Right. Even though he had a father, he was pretty much alone. Right. And then his father was killed, and he's been alone ever since. And right. that living with the Tuscans was his first sense of family as a, and he's a fully grown man now. Right, and it's not necessarily true. If you watched um, Clone Wars and stuff, he did travel with some other bounty hunters as a family. So it's been like that. But anyways, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hope the next few episodes are great. Um, my expectations aren't super high, but I hope they're better. But my expectations of the next three are going to change the way we think about the series. Is will hold steadfast. I think it will. I think we'll see the next three series will change a lot of people's minds about the series as a whole, the season as a whole. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Like we just can't think of these things as open and shut episodes. They're just 
bits of a no. movie, bits of a movie that we're seeing at a little bit at a time. Right. You do have to take the season as a whole, and I'll grant you that. And so, but that said, the first three episodes were a little weak. They're just slow. Yeah, it's slow and moving. And the third episode was probably the worst of all of them. The first one was 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, what's going on? It was a prelude. And, the, and then episode two was very good. And three was bad. Um, and four was much better. I agree. I agree with so, all that. But it's got to be, you know, you know, if Din shows up, Michael's going to shut the series off. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go that far. But like I said, I would prefer not to see him. I'll prefer to see whatever the story writing does. Cause there's a lot of people that preferred not to see Luke Skywalker because it was all digital and stuff, but it worked. Oh, I thought it was like, well, could have been done better. Yeah. But I, I got goosebumps. <clears throat> it was awesome. Right. So there's still rumors of Han Solo showing up in this. I hope he doesn't. I don't really need to see that, but if he does, the writing better be there. Yeah. I don't see a reason for Han to show, to show up other than, no, I don't well, I thought it would be in a flashback. You know, I don't know. Right. Um, all right. There we go. That's Boba Fett, Chapter 4, Season 1. We did that in Peacemaker. If you want to tell us how full of shit we are, how can they do that, Michael? Well, if you want to agree with me that Peacemaker is currently the more entertaining show, you can let us know <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast. I'm just joking. We, Like I said, both these shows need to be considered as a whole. We don't have the whole yet. I just wanted to get that jab in on Joe. But, again, if you have opinions. It is very entertaining. It's a great show. Yeah, it is. Um, but if you have opinions, like I said, Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast or Facebook. We have both a page and a group at the KyberCast. Right. And again, if you want to help us out, check out patreon.com slash kybercast and give us something in our tip jar. But if you want to help the show out the most, the best way you can do that is to smash that subscribe button, smash it down. That helps the show tremendously, especially when you're using something like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and things like that. That helps our show get moved to the top. And if you could leave a review, that even helps us as well. You can also tell your friends they can find us on Facebook Podcast now, Michael. Is that sign Did you get that that? Working? Yeah, it should be working. So, but it only works on mobile phones. It does not work on desktop. So you cannot w- listen to the podcast. They don't have it set as a thing. So oh, we should now be available on Facebook Podcasts. Um, I would say if that's all you want to use, go ahead. But I would not give Facebook more of your time. But that's just me. But if hey, if that's what you're into, please give, use that. Give another conglomerate your time. <laughs> yeah, give other. Give, yeah. <laughs> Well, you use Podbean, right? And I use Pocket Cast no, personally. I, are, uh, I, I switched to one of the biggest of the Uh-oh. tech giants. I switched to Google a, a while, a long time ago. Oh, okay. Well, I listen to everything on Pocket Cast that I paid $9 a year for because it's just a great way to aggregate your podcasts. It's phenomenal. Nice. And it's cross-platform. And what's great is if you listen to it on your phone, you put pause, then you open up in the browser, it leaves, it picks up right where you left off. It's all and anything is. So if you had one on your Amazon Kindle, so to speak, your Fire Kindle, I have it on that. And I have it on my iPhone. I have it on my iPad. And I have it on and anywhere I go, it'll pick up right where you left off and knows what you did. So it's really cool. It was worth the money to me when I bought it. Uh, It was $9 for the app. Lifetime subscription. Well, I think it's a nine a year. Nine total? Total. That's not a bad price. No, yeah, for the rest, as long as it's, yeah, as long as they do it. So, 
<clears throat> I mean, they could go belly up. Who the hell knows? I but I use it. Worth. But uh, yeah, but Pocket Cast is it's been four years, so <laughs> fifty a year. I don't know. Can you can you <laughs> can you cop that, Joe? No, I can try. Times are tough. It's good thing we have a Patreon now. Have you seen so inflation? Your I can't even get banana. Anyways, um, so yeah, uh, check us out there. Leave leave us uh, you know a review or something in any of those podcatchers, or you know what? Simply go to our website, kybercast.com. We have all of our shows streaming there, thanks to SoundCloud. I don't know why I said that. They don't give us any money. I pay them. But uh, you can listen to all the streaming on our website. We have all of our episodes there as well at kybercast.com or check out our kybercast.com slash shop. And we got some interesting gear there. So next week we've got um, Peacemaker, uh, maybe four and five, depending on how far Michael can get. I'll watch four and five. I'll watch watch four this weekend and then I'll watch four and five next week. We'll have uh, Boba Fett chapter five and whatever other news shows up next week. So until then, thanks for listening, and this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.